0: Come and see the violence
1: inherent in the system. Help! Help! I'm being repressed! (laughs) Welcome back to Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts, like us, talk about one minute of the greatest that one cop who is talking to Captain Mitchell movie ever made. The 1988 John McTiernan-directed movie Die Hard. I'm Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and the Clue Minute Podcast.
0: And I'm Jason Hummel of the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast and Mondo Confidential. Today we're talking about Minute 69, which starts with Powell questioning Johnson's plan to storm Nakatomi Plaza, and ends with Powell blowing McLean off.
1: Stomming it, huh? Storming, Stomming the plaza! Get to the chopper! In Minute 68, we learn that Argyle was trapped in the parking garage of Nakatomi Plaza, and the police were preparing to storm the building. As Minute 69 begins, Powell is all, What you talking about, Mr. Robinson? He can't believe that they're about to storm Nakatomi Plaza, when he had no idea that th- what the situation is like inside. Deputy Chief Robinson is hearing none of it, and even accuses McLean of possibly being one of the terrorists. At 68 minutes and 29 seconds, Robinson gives the order to hit the lights and storm the building. At 68 minutes and 40 seconds, we cut to John McLean in the building, smoking one of his last cigarettes. He notices that the lights have come on and tries to get a hold of Sergeant Powell to find out what's going on. As the minute ends, Powell tells McLean he doesn't have time to talk to him right now. Minute 69! Don't be juvenile, Curtis. <laughs> we don't know, ass pal. You know, Robinson says it, and it's true, but not for the reason that he thinks. This is the minute where Robinson isn't just being, a, I guess, dork, family-friendly. He actually speculates that the body that fell out and hit Powell's car was a suicide.
0: Yeah, stockbroker
1: that got depressed. Stockbroker that got depressed. Now, there's been a lot of speculation in the minutes so far by all the minute crews about what goes on in this building. We now have a cop that's under the impression that stockbrokers work here. Right. Where do stockbrokers work?
0: At the stock exchange.
1: Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas Eve when the stock market is closed. Hmm. Maybe Robinson's just truly an idiot. <laughs> And this isn't a clue as to what goes on at Nakatomi Plaza, or, or uh, Corporation.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe the Princess Bride guys last week, this week, will talk about it and figure it out before it gets to our minute, and then we'll have this weird out-of-time minute where we're talking about what goes on at Nakatomi Plaza. What are the clues so far we have? Possibly stockbrokers work there? They keep Barry Bonds on site? Yeah. Um in a really wicked safe. They have a director of corporate affairs. Right. They have a guy who does high dollar, high pressure deals with other people in other countries. Alice, by the way. Like imagine him meeting with Menachem Begin back in the day. <laughs> hey boobsy. Hey Beginzy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party. Robinson thinks that if they were terrorists, there were there would be demands. But there are no demands. As of yet. Yet, that's what terrorists did. For sure in the 80s. Yeah. Now they just take credit for things. Yeah. But they had demands back in the 80s. They would take terrorists and then go, we'd like all of our brethren free or whatever. Right. But because there's no demands, there must not be any terrorists. That's actually sound thinking back in the 80s. But if he doesn't think they're terrorists, why is he ordering all the SWAT teams in to storm the place?
0: Yeah, if he thinks he's dealing with one guy, one
1: rogue. He yeah. still might send SWAT in to figure it out, but wouldn't you... You know, all of those movies where you have, like, the little robot cams sticking up through the floor to figure things out. and Like, all that stuff was around in the 80s. You had fiber optic cams that could go around corners and look at things. Yeah. Those were military tech at the time, and SWAT. They do none of that. They're <laughs> just like, kick, kick, run. <laughs> yeah. So if he doesn't think there are terrorists in the building, why does he think that Powell is talking to terrorists? <laughs> Probably one of them. Does he think there's terrorists or not? I'm not sure.
0: He knows what he thinks.
1: <laughs> he's j- he's. J- I'm losing track of. I'm losing track of the uh, logic right now.
0: I think he's just not happy to be there. You know, he's got that they drag me out of bed at three in the morning kind of feel
1: to it. He's just like, why are they having a Christmas party on Christmas Eve at three in the morning? (laughs) Stupid Nakatomians. (laughs) I love that planet. (laughs) That's where the separatist banking clan is from. (laughs) Wait, are they Nakatomians? Might I accidentally be right? Are the Nakatomians of the banking clan in the prequels? <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Ooh, and provide another valuable clue as to what Nakatomi does. Produce midichlorians? You shut up! <laughs> Robinson's an idiot. That much we are sure of. Have you noticed that even when he's giving him a raft of S, Powell is still respectable and calls him Deputy Chief Sir? Yeah. Why is S measured in rafts?
0: Hmm. I'm curious about that myself.
1: To the internet. Whoosh. According to Urban Dictionary, an S raft is the toilet paper you put <laughs> in the toilet before going, so that it doesn't, so that the S doesn't splash back up on you when it lands. Etymologically, a raft of S could just be a garbled version of that. As a raft, oh, in maritime though. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. In maritime etymology, it might just be a garbled version of rations of S, ah. because you would get a, you would get on a boat, and you'd be going across the ocean, and maybe you would spend too long on the ocean, you'd get caught in the doldrums, and the food would start to rot, and so mm. you'd get a ration of S <laughs> for your daily meal. Yeah, what the British
0: uh, would call Sweet Fanny
1: Adams. <laughs> Well, there is a lot of this going on. So in the context, the chief could be said to be giving him a raft of it. A raft full of it. (laughs) A whole raft. (laughs) And not just some Tom Sawyer-sized raft, but a cargo raft. (laughs) Well, raft or single tube. Robinson doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) And why do searchlights make so much noise when they come on? Have they not improved that, uh, that... technology since the 50s?
0: Hmm. I think it's on purpose. Why? For dramatic effect. Just like, ka
1: Because the plot demands that it be loud? Yeah. Because the script demands that it be loud? Yeah. Do you think there was some World War II movie where they needed a dramatic, like, noise to go with lights turning on? And now even though lights turn on silently, as we have come to learn, in movies, lights have to make a big ka-chunk when they turn on? (laughs) That's just how it's done. Sorry, yep. union rules. It's a trope. I think we should look that up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. Do search lights make noise when you turn them on? Question mark. Not the searchlight I was looking for. Search lights on health. Oh my god! The science of eugenics. Yeah, well, let's just let's just move on. John has three cigarettes left, but he smokes one of them. They're all white. If those were American cigarettes, that means they are lights. So his last three cigarettes aren't even full flavor. Wow! What a <laughs> what a drag! God, your foot is cut. You're snatching up Nostromo crewmen through vents, and all you've got is light cigarettes, and only three of them at that. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> And what happened to John's shirt? Ah, yeah. Th- this has been a debate
0: among diehard fans forever. Now, when you say
1: diehard fans, do you mean that they're fans that are diehard of something, or no? I'm sorry. Die- <laughs> die hard fans die diehard fans. Diehard diehard fans.
0: <laughs> yeah, die, uh, uh, yeah. Dieharder fans. No, that's wait. No.
1: Nobody's a dieharder fan. <laughs> okay. Every everyone's just like it's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Well, Rennie Harlan's probably pretty proud of it, but um, but yeah, it seems to change color after he goes through the uh, duct, but I think it's just dirty.
1: I could buy that. I mean, that makes more sense than it turning color. Yeah,
0: unless it's a mood wife beater.
1: Actually, what's the debate? That makes perfect sense to me. Why wouldn't it get all dirty crawling through the vents? It's yeah. not like vents are cleaned yeah. regularly. Are they? They must be. Somehow. Is there a swoosher? A <laughs> swiffer for the... Just a guy named Dallas with a flamethrower <laughs> burning off the lint <laughs> Until he meets up with John <laughs> ah! Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants a hug. <laughs> oh enough of the stupid minute. It didn't start well, it's not ending well. Jason, where can people connect with you? Well,
0: you can find me at monoconfidential.wordpress.com if you want to learn about movies you've never heard of. And you can find me at the Better Off Dead Minute and uh, Twitter at Jason Humble 9 and Facebook. How about you, Curtis?
1: In about one month, you can listen to the episode of Galaxy Quest I'm on, the Galaxy Quest Minute, and Alex will tell you how to find me. Uh, you guys, don't forget to follow the Die Hard Minute on Twitter at Die Hard Minute, at Die Hard with a podcast listeners limo on Facebook and at DieHardMinute.com
0: If you'd like to catch up on other Movies by Minutes podcasts, visit MoviesByMinutes.com for more information Join us tomorrow for Minute 70 when we hear Hans say Seal the eyes now Until then, I'm Jason Hummel, and I'm Curtis Blaze Merry Christmas from Nakatomi Plaza
1: Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. It's your heart on Channel 5.